Good in it yourself? I'm so good. I um, actually am replying to all your comments on your social media since you posted that incredible story about your experience buying a new car for Tara. <laughs> yes, it was a it was a funny one. Well, it was a good one, I think, because, you know, it goes to show the way that you make people feel is so important in the sales process. And you know yeah. what's quite funny? I actually bought a car through that service centre that they actually disappointed Tara on. And I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, I did have a great experience, but it was probably a reflection of the salesperson I was working with more so, right? So you can work within a brand, but it's the person that you work with that really changes the way you feel. I had an amazing experience all up until the point where I purchased the car. So I kind of want to tell you what happens because I think it'll make you laugh a little bit. So obviously I was, you know, end of tax time. I, you know, I'm not one of those people that buy fancy things, right? But mm. I really worked really hard and I wanted to have a car for my daughter that, you know, I really wanted to buy a car that was not only safe for her, big enough, all that rigmarole. And I kind of had got to myself in a place where I could afford this kind of car or something I always dreamed of. And I went in and I purchased the car, similar sort of thing, um, had an amazing experience but then I just had Alana given birth to Alana and when I rolled up there to collect the car I said oh would you mind moving my car seat and they were like oh no we can't do that and I was like oh and they're like unfortunately we, we can't move car seats it's you know not safe it's not protocol so, Matt, I stood there with my baby screaming, right, literally <laughs> while seven blokes stood around me and my baby sat on the floor in her little capsule thing. Seven blokes stood around me while I tried to change this car seat, something that I'd never done before. And it was actually another customer that walked up to me and said, are you guys serious? Like, you're not going to help this woman, Right. And here's the thing, because there's probably listeners out there saying, yeah, but Innie, they weren't allowed to, it's not safe, blah, 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 blah. Three months later, my car got recalled, right? And so I had to go and take it down to the service centre. And this time I was well prepared because I was like, well, I have to know how to change the car seat and I'd learn how to do that from my experience originally. And when yep. I got down there, I said to him, oh, um, don't worry, I understand I have a car seat. I'll change that when you bring the other car down that I'm going to take. And he looked up at me and said, no, ma'am, we'll, we can change that all for you. And I was like, oh, but I thought you weren't allowed to. And I told him my experience. I had this perfect experience of buying this car right up until the point of that final moment of sale where I'd purchased it. Like I'd already given them money and it's like all the service had fallen off. And mm. he genuinely horrified he was like but they would have known that you could have picked the car up from here or one of our service people could have come up to you to do that like and he was genuinely like he did fix like he put in an official complaint but one of the things I thought was so important and if you haven't listened to Maddie's story on Tara purchasing a car and this person that she called basically wrote her off from first perception and not allowed her to buy the car one of the things I loved about you, and I can say that I've worked with you for many years and I know how you operate, is the way that you make people feel. And it's so, so important in sales. Would you agree with me? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I think, um, I, look, to be really honest, you know what I get amazed at? 
how much training training does there need to be in sales? Like, because most of the good experiences have no script or dialogue. They have no, you know, format, nothing. It's usually a human experience. It's usually like something that people didn't expect, like, you know, the lemons, you know, the lemons story that I tell, I've told for a number of years now, but it's that little extra bit that you remember. And I, I say to my guys all the time, because if there's a hole in my business for myself, it's settlements. But it's not because I don't care. It's because sometimes people become a bit like my team as I've got bigger and more volume, like the settlement, if it's not, uh, there's nothing more that blows my head off if I hear someone's come to the office to pick some keys up and I'm like, I will literally like just, I don't get angry, but I blow my mind. I'll be like, why the hell are these buyers in our office to pick keys up? Because what a moment, you know, if you, they've bought a house and, and to us, it's a transaction to them. It's a life change. And it's like to, to, to make, I think I'm a, the reason I've done well in real estate is because I'm street smart, but I also make things very easy for people. You know, I'm not an extraordinary salesperson come into my lair and I'm going to con- convince you to do something. I- I'm actually the opposite, you know, like I'm very blunt and I'm whatever, but I, I do get a lot of enjoyment around maybe um, being ahead of people. They're like, so, example when I was an apprentice refrigeration mechanic I was I hated it by the way but my dad made me get a trade when I was very young I went I went home one day and said oh I want to be a pro surfer and I was about 15 years old he said well you can move out today and I was like wow why and he's like you you are not going to be anything to do with a surfer or anything bum bum thing like that said you have to get a trade otherwise you move out now and I was like, oh, my goodness. So anyway, he got me a job as a refrigeration mechanic. But when I was a first-year apprentice, you you don't have a lot to offer. You're just more of a liability because you don't understand what's going on. You're just following the boss around and pubs, clubs, and things like this. He turned around to me one day. He said, Matt, you are a massive blessing. And I said, oh, why? He goes, every time I look up, because you, you'd be working on these sort of machinery and you'd got your head in there and there's flywheels and it's dark and it's in the engine room and all this sort of stuff he said every time i look up you always have the next tool there ready for me i don't have to ask for it i'm like oh yeah because i'm just thinking about what you need and he's like you don't understand what a great thing that is for me and i'm it really stuck in my head so like when you even just even just ringing a purchaser a week out and saying hey this pre-settlement is going to be on the tuesday or wednesday morning what day suits you best you just got to do it as a legal obligation so i'm just letting you know but when a purchaser rings you three days out and says oh the solicitor says i've got to do a pre-settlement what a missed opportunity yeah you know i want those buyers to go gee that guy like he, you know he's a busy guy but wow he's rung us to tell us about like we do need to go through and it's a tuesday other and then have a settlement and you, you don't have to you can have the most expensive settlement gift in the world but if, if the opportunities are missed, it means nothing. It's a waste of money. So the settlement gets is like, and we, we get ours from uh, Mayfair 
settlement gift. She's amazing, fantastic, best gift in the business, I think. Everyone should use her. Her name's Lauren Hall. And she, uh, she has fantastic custom settlement gifts, but all of what she does is a waste if the people aren't connected to you. And that's like an exclamation mark. It's not like a Band-Aid to cover up the average work you've done and then give them a present at the end. It's a bit insulting, if, it, if anything. So I'm always trying to think, and my team, and we're not perfect things, you know, I do hear buyers come in, but just the little things, like making it easy to do business is my whole philosophy around real estate. You know, real estate is a human-based business. We work with people. And often as agents, you know, we do stuff every single day and it becomes our job and that's our life. But we forget that we're helping people through what can be the most challenging time of their life, which is moving and selling their biggest financial asset and emotional asset because that's where you live. You know, home is where the heart is. How many quotes can we punch out there? But for today, Maddie, I wrote down three things. And I think, like, I do think you are a sales god, but anyway, that's just my humble opinion. But um, I wrote down three things on how you can change the way that people feel about you. And I honestly reflected about, our relationship, what you do differently, because everybody obviously joining agent school gets part of your system. But there was three things that I wrote down that always resonated with me about my experience with you. And the first one was you always do what you say. Yeah. I've never, ever, ever seen you ever. Uh, if you tell me you're going to do something, if you're going to tell me you're going to call me in or like, you know, you're going to do like, you're going to call me or we'll meet or you always do what you say. I can see even like from memories with broccoli, like you going to meet someone, you pull the car over, you put that time into your diary. You told me you were going to transform your body and now you look like, a, you know, a God. In <laughs> you do what you say. Like, it's like, I'm going to change my health and fitness. It's like, okay. And you go do it. But that's a joke. But seriously, with your customer service, one of the biggest things I think let people down is agents say, I'm going to give you a call. We will do this. And then they just don't do the basic task of doing it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's why salespeople have such a, you know, uh, what is a bad image a lot of the time because it's it's that, um, like, we're there to serve people. And I know it sounds very cliche. I try not to talk too much like that. But we are there to serve people. And the more special you make people feel, and really it's nothing more than remembering their name, delivering on what you said, just making it easy for what, what else do you need, really? And then learning to do that in volume over time. But if you say you're going to have it there by four o'clock on Tuesday, you just have to literally turn the world inside out and do it or don't say it, you know, or don't say it. Like, um, I think sometimes people try and please in the moment and it's like, I'm trying to teach Jordan not to do this. Sometimes in the moment, an, a salesperson will say something to make somebody feel better, but then not deliver on it later. Or, you know, or you know, a classic thing is when um, they're saying to a buyer or they say to a buyer, an owner will take 560. Mm. But they haven't got that instruction from an owner. And then they get the buyer to 560 and the owner says, oh, no, 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 no. I, I want 580. And they, they just corner themselves. Like it's, uh, John McGrath says, said it really well a long time. We're, we are wordsmiths. So what we say actually creates the outcome for people. So 
I will do, I will move heaven and earth to back up anything that I've said. And what quite often when I sign an agreement, they're going through all the stuff and they're like, oh, you know, all this, that, whatever. I look at them in the eyes and I say, my handshake's more powerful than this paperwork. Even though we have to do the paperwork, anything I say to you along this process, it will be done. I will do. And if I stuff up, I'll fix in five seconds. And it makes them, but I know I'll deliver on that. That's what I mean. A lot of this stuff in real estate and sales, it's a matter of integrity, but it's also a matter of delivery. If you do this really, really well and get known for that, your brand, and I think in this day and age, brand is more powerful than anything else. Your brand will grow quicker than putting 50 ads on Instagram. Oh, totally agree. 100%, right? Like, I can even run ads on social media, but if there's not genuine response or care to those customers or replying to comments and getting back to people, you will struggle to change or book appointments with them because you can run the world's best ad, but the way in which they're managed, which leads me to my second point with you um, on what I wrote down, which is responding rapidly and always being available, which I think is a really tough part of this business, Matt. I think it's- This is my currency, Amy. This is, this is where it's at. So responding rapidly. Um, what was the other thing? Responding rapidly and- And always being available. Yeah, always being available. So responding rapidly. Um, this is where the opportunity is at. It's not just so much responding to stuff, but it's also doing more, like sending a pre-list kit as soon as you get off the phone, writing a thank you card when you don't need to, um, listening- when somebody has a baby, getting a baby box delivered to them at the hospital, all these sorts of things. And I'm not, I'm not talking about buying your way to success. It's those little moments that people remember because they didn't expect it. So people are almost like, this is what it's like to do business with you. And, and that, that's where my whole business is at. That's where I'm like, okay, how can I impress this person? But not too much, not too much, like just not fake, just a bit like, they need something done. It's done in two seconds. They need this. And every time someone deals with me, I'm, I say, consider it done. It'll be done in five minutes. And I get on the phone. I ring the person. I'll tell you, I'll tell you where a great, a great um, hole is for a lot of people. And it's a great opportunity builder. It's um, or great, what do you call it? Not opportunity builder, but it's a great emotional builder. Sending emails. I have this rule in our team. You send an email, ring the people after and say that it's been sent every time, every single time. Because I'll guarantee you, Emmy, the one you don't is the one that they didn't get. <laughs> and there's nothing worse than someone rings up at five in the afternoon and says, oh, hey, hey, Matt, um, did, I didn't get an email. I didn't get the email from you. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, I sent it at 10.30. You just sound like a big frigging liar. Yeah. So just by that one phone call, G'day, John. I'm just letting you know I sent the email two minutes ago. It should be in your inbox. If it's not, call me back. Let me know. If it's not there in the next 10 minutes or so, whatever, just call me back and I'll resend it to you. Sometimes they get lost. Getting it, that, that there, uh, the amount of times if I hear anybody say in my team, like, oh, no, they didn't get the email, I'm, I like just go, what the hell? <laughs> One simple phone call, now you're, on, you're reactive and you're looking like you didn't send it. And I don't care what anyone says. If someone has to ring in to say they didn't get an email, doesn't matter what you say, they just think you didn't send it. 
And there's, I mean, it's funny because I guess there's so much social proof of when you send an email, right? But if someone doesn't receive it, that's it, you know, and it can be something as simple as a typo in their email address. And when you're working at speed, little things like that can happen. For, yeah, our, right. for our agent school members, Maddie, what I've actually done is I've put the entire sales process together with templated emails for them that is now available in the resource section of agent school. So every single email that you need to send to a vendor is now written out and crafted for you to save so that you can do stuff with speed. Obviously for this though, I wanted to do some research and, and this is pretty scary guys, what I'm about to say, but it is true data. According to data science coming out of a large property portal, 48% of buyers are not responded to by real estate agents and 24% of seller leads are not responded to. So just remember, there's typically two people browsing property portals, sellers and buyers, and some of those people can. And just take a look at every single process you have, because I can tell you from Matt system, I know how the team works and everything is done with an approach to always, you know, offer the not only the best customer service, but to do it in such a timely manner. And that takes the Matt Steinway system. And the last I thing- think, I think, well, hang on to that, that thought in me one second. I think people are looking for this quick fix to their business and increase their results. For one, you want to do it slowly so you can manage it. So if you want to double your business, that, that's a lot of volume. So you want to do it over time so you can manage it and manage it and manage it and manage it. But if you just do what you say, get back to people very like, be speedy, like speed is my currency, be swift and um, quick in everything that you do and be accessible. You will naturally double your results over time. You bolt on these other things as well, like the system and all of that. You're talking about one of the best businesses in the real estate industry you'll end up with. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think, you know, we both love John McGrath so much, but I remember once I saw John present and it's not until you've actually bought and sold a property. And I was really young when I watched this presentation and I had never bought and sold a property. He said that you really understand the emotions that you go through. Mm. And it's that one form of communication that we let down or we don't do and it changes your opinion of someone. It changes your opinion of someone. And some dialogue that I use whenever I've let a customer down is this is really important to me and I want to let you know I'm going to get this 100% right, you know, because I work in media and if you think real estate's fast, you should see how quickly I have to produce things sometimes. Mm. Um, and it's so important that I always, and I believe the, the true words of customer service, my customer is always right. And the way that I want them to feel is that no matter, and we had this discussion just last week and I said, Matt, you know, if you honestly said to me, go jump off the Harbour Bridge, I'd probably ask you at point, right? Because I, yeah, yeah so <laughs> I won't, <laughs> I do love you that much. <laughs> but, um, you know, I care so much about what my client experience is, which leads me to my last one that I wrote down about the Matt Steinway system was consistency in your approach. Like the Matt I meet today is the same Matt that I see this many years later. Like, in the sense that you you are always there. You if if you're gonna do something, you do it. And your tone, your energy, your frequency, the way that you turn up, it's always consistent. It's always the same. You never whinge. You, you just get on with business and you get on with life. But mm -hmm. what I see with a lot of agents, so we work really hard to sign this listing, 
and we impress the crap out of people because that's our job to get the listing and then it just like plummets or like you said with settlements what can people do to be a little bit more consistent not only in their life but in their performance and in their business i don't think that there's too much i can say that's going to in you know 30 seconds it's going to um be something that uh is going to change their world in terms of attention to clients but what i can say you mean and it's something that i do live by unless you become consistent yourself in your own life you won't experience consistency mm. and I, I mean in all areas like and it's it's a long process it's a, a process that takes time but when when you set your day up for little wins yourself and you're becoming the consistent better version of you everything else will follow because you'll live to this rhythm in life that I think very few people actually experience. Uh, and I, I don't mean that in a way that's like, you know, those people are special that do that, not at all. But for me, for instance, like I won't drink because I don't want tomorrow to be half cocked. Mm. And I will train because I want to feel as good as I can tomorrow. And I will be moderate in the advice I give clients because I want to be able to um, surprise them later or at least meet that. You know, and I will have a system that I stick to that, you know, I, I, that I can maintain myself that becomes my way of doing business because I know I can meet that and I can, I won't let people down. But I think when you're a bit erratic in life and, you know, you're a couple of days good and then, you know, you, you're not taking the best care of yourself or you're just, you know, drinking crazily and you're just half limping through life, you're not feeling the best that you can be. I don't think you can be consistent with other people too much. I think you can in spurts, but, but I think once it comes from the inside and you start to master that, your entire life and your business changes as well. It's just law. It's just the way it works. So I would look inside first before I start looking outside. I would so agree with that. And I think what I tend to do also is if I, I think because I'm such a person and I think you'd know this Maddie I'm a perfectionist one of the biggest problems that I ever had was when I did lack consistency or I let a customer down I would walk around feeling so miserable about letting that person down or how they thought about me or how I let them down and I'd be so focused on the fact that I'd let that person down and maybe I do care a little bit too much at times but instead what I do now is I drop that energy and I focus on how I'm never going to make that mistake again like and I say to my team all the time, never come to me with a mistake. I don't care that you've made the mistake. I want you to prove to me how you're going to stop it from ever happening again. Because that's key in real estate with consistency is making sure that we never make the same mistakes. You know, not calling someone back because you didn't put it in your diary. You know, doing those simple things, I think totally transform the way your customers will see you, right? I agree. I think when your personal standards are really high, Amy, you're standards for delivery of other people will be really high naturally as well well i love it thank you so much for joining me for another episode as always all your resources are available in www.agentschool.com.au maddie i adore you bits till next week Thanks, Amy. Bye. bye for more information and exclusive access to matt steinway's bulletproof listing strategy and prospecting systems along with media and marketing school, visit www.agentschool.com.au.